Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Lee Cantor here with Roz Lewis, another episode of GWBC Radio, and these are conversations to grow your business. And uh, Roz, this month we are going to be talking about the gift of innovation. It is gift-giving season, so that makes perfect sense. It is. And you know, there's so many innovative ways to give gifts, right? Absolutely. So yes, of course, we want you, for the retailers out there, we want you in the stores, Purchasing, but think of other ways of giving too. You know, there are a lot of organizations that you can donate to um, for different causes. So we encourage you to always give and then give to yourself. And that could be just a gift of time. Mm-hmm. So uh, who do you got with us today? Oh, we're going to have an exciting show today because this morning we have our special guest, Nidra Dixon, who's the managing director who leads. You heard the word leads, That's right? important. Accenture's Global Supplier Diversity and Sustainability Program and across 18 countries. <laughs> so she doesn't know what time zone she's in, <laughs> right? You know, it, it, and to think about that, when I'm talking to Nidra, I have to ask her, it's better for me to text because I don't know where she is in the world, mm-hmm. kind of Carmen San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Nancy Williams, who is the CEO of two companies. And what's interesting about that, it is not in the same industry. So she has a diverse portfolio covering all bases, whether staffing under her ASAP Solutions Group or under Refresh, which I consider to be revolutionary. Mm -hmm. It's a revolutionary product that we all need to know about and request and promote. And we'll learn more about that. Yes. So it's very exciting to have these two powerhouses in here with us this morning. So who do you want to kick it off with? Well, let's go ahead and kick it off and start it with Nidra, you know, and find out a little bit more about the role that Accenture plays. And basically, how does it impact the inclusion of diverse suppliers? Awesome. Well, thank you, Roz. Thank you, everyone. This is so exciting to be here. Um, I'm excited to be in Atlanta, um, as Roz says, and having a global role. Is this your favorite time zone? This is my favorite time zone because I am home. Um, so I, I would just like to also um, say what Roz said. This is the time of giving, and it is important that we give self-care, but that we just be kind to each other. And and I think that's really important. So. With that, I think I have one of the coolest jobs ever. I get to travel the world and help small, medium businesses work with such large, complex organizations as Accenture. In doing that, they get to give back to the economy. We get to help build communities. It is so important that people understand what small, medium businesses, and as we're going to talk about today, what women-owned businesses can do. September, Accenture, we um, have our very first female CEO, Julie Sweet, and I am excited to see her vision because it's in our DNA that we not only talk about helping diverse businesses and especially women-owned businesses, we do it. And today we want to talk about how we do that, how we're leveraging innovation, and especially the great things that we're going to be doing with Nancy and her two companies. So I think it's really important what GWBC is doing here, leveraging our partnership, because collaboration is so important. And and that's what we're going to be talking about. So is Accenture being one of the largest technology consulting firms with 492,000 employees globally? Almost. That's just a little that we have here. Um, I think small it's a, company. just a small company, but understanding how important this is in our DNA. So I, I think that's something that we'll get a chance to talk about today, Ross. Now, why is it uh, important for Accenture to spend time with these small to mid-sized businesses when, you know, a lot of your work is around these large enterprise. 
Well, I, I think it's important for several different reasons. Um, we're very, we pride ourselves on having a diverse workforce. So by 2025, Accenture has committed to having 50% women, 50% men in that large workforce number. We want our supply chain to reflect that as well. So in having our supply chain to reflect that, we need to find those diverse owned businesses. But if you can think about and take you a few years back, doing work with small owned and, and diverse businesses was the right thing to do. Now it makes business sense. Can the, you speak about that? Because that's a big thing. A lot of um, small companies think, oh, the big guys, they're out there doing their thing and they're not, you know, there's no financial reason to be working with us. But there really is a financial reason for the larger enterprise companies to work with the small to mid-sized company. It absolutely is. For one, you're going to have the small businesses are going to be uh, more niche. They're going to be more nimble. They're able to um, to staff up quickly. They're able to do things on a faster pace than right. some of us larger corporations. But keep in mind, a lot of these businesses have corporate backgrounds. Right. So they're very smart in what they do. And I think that's the other thing. Just because they're small doesn't mean they're, they don't have the knowledge. Right. And they're not making an impact. And they're making an right. impact. The other thing that I want everyone to understand, and especially what ASAP has been able to do in GWBC, is create that economic development. They're giving back to communities. They're employing many different people in building that um, economic side that we so need in this economy. So that is so important on why we must leverage diverse-owned businesses. Now, go ahead. Now, uh, for you, when you're working with a, a small, like what advice would you give to the small company that wants to work with a, a large enterprise like an Accenture? Is there, you know, sometimes that's intimidating. It's a complex, like a small business, typically you're talking to the owner. So they're like, yeah, sounds good. And well, we'll do it. And then they do it. That's what you talked about being agile and nimble, right? They can make a decision quickly. It doesn't have to go through politics or bureaucracy or anything like that. When the small person is doing work with a large company, they may not understand the complexity and the the bureaucracy and the way that they got to get champions and they got to get, you know, six different levels have to approve what to them seems like a simple decision. Oh, wow. That is such <laughs> the... The number Unless one I miss question. that. Is, no. that not, is that not how it is? That <laughs> is exactly how it is. And I have one word that I, I love to say, and, and, and I say it, and Nancy and Roz hear me say it all the time. You must do your homework. You must do your homework in order to work with such a large corporation. Because not only Accenture, but there are other corporations that are willing to work with these diverse businesses. And not only willing, they want to. They're they hungry to. to. And they do. Right. Um, I think leveraging so much information are, is on our website. And if you just take five minutes and go out to our website, there's very detailed information of what we're doing, whether it's around augmented reality, if it's in blockchain, if it's in robotics. There's detailed information on how we're leveraging those technologies to our clients. So if you want to work with an Accenture, do your homework and see if your business can fit into one of those examples and those success stories of what we've done with our clients can do that. But I think you touched on something really important. It is a lot of politics. We are large. We do have to have risk. We do have to have background checks. We do have to work with our legal to make sure that all of those things are checked off. So I think it is so important for a small business to leverage the expertise of a GWBC to know that they can help them navigate that complexity before coming to myself or to an Accenture. And, and I can't wait for you to hear of how Nancy and, and WeFresh has been able to, to leverage some of that because I think what WeFresh has done so well is they've done their homework. They've been there. They've put their ear to the ground to understand what Accenture's doing and how they can collaborate with Refresh. Now, you mentioned like uh, new cutting edge technologies like um, AR, AI and things like that. Is if, if I have a business that's playing in that space, 
And I'm like, you know what? This sounds like something that Accenture might be interested in. What would you recommend? Would you recommend like, um, if I'm a woman owned business, like go through the GWBC, join that, be active there and then make an introduction that way. Do you think that that would accelerate me getting to somebody at Accenture? Or can I just look under Accenture and say, who's in that space and just make a phone call and say, Hey, I got something that you might be interested in. 492,000 people. That's not going to happen. <laughs> um, I, I think the, the very first one, I think going through GWBC, um, and understanding being certified there. And I work very closely with Roz. So she gets an understanding of what we're doing in this space. And I think it's really important for those, um, women owned businesses to leverage the knowledge and the platform that GWBC has built. And Roz can text me, as she says. <laughs> and I know that if Roz text me and say, I need you to meet with this woman owned business, that she has vetted that company right. and that she understands that they have, you know, space or this technology that we can leverage and that we can help them potentially grow their business. So it's not only just working with Accenture, but we have the knowledge to help you grow your business through our mentoring program. And I, and I know we'll talk a little later about that as well, but I think leveraging GWBC is the very first step. But do. that, and, and that might be counterintuitive for the small business person who's like, I'm going to go right to the source. I'm not going to like, it may seem like that, that's um, tangential, but it might be more direct by going through Roz and her team at GWBC to get access to you, that actually might be the faster way to get traction. That is the fastest way. <laughs> and is. that is. Yeah, because when you think mm -hmm. about it, you know, that's the reason that organizations like GWBC exist and WeBank exists, mm -hmm. the national organization, is for us to be that central repository mm -hmm. of identifying vetting, you right. know, competitive women businesses, and I use that word, um, competitive, because at the end of the day, that is what companies are looking for. They're looking at how can these companies help them expand their market share and how can they continue to help them to grow. And so you want to, you know, partner is a very strong word in, in corporate language. And mm -hmm. so when you do that, then it is saying you are aligned with their core values, right. you're aligned with their business plan, you understand what those needs are. And, you know, a company like ASAP Solutions Group and now WeFresh, you know, do have that type of acumen to say, I am willing to partner. And then that T word, trust. Right. You know, so Accenture has to trust who these companies are that they are going to be able to del deliver on that product. And or like service. you said, they're, they're demonstrating the trust by being active at GWBC and behaving as a leader and getting involved and not just writing a check and saying, Hey, I'm a member. And then we're, we're hook me up. It's being there, volunteering, doing that kind of work that proves that they're worthy of you making that introduction. Yeah. So, and, and you know, and, and Nidra mentioned homework, right? Mm -hmm. Doing your homework. It, it goes beyond that, too. So it is also not just doing your homework, but clearly understanding, is this the right customer fit for where I am in today. my business? Today. Right. right. Today. today. You know, maybe later you can always future state, but from a current state standpoint, are they the right customer that I'm going to be able to engage and grow my business. And so we do encourage people to come to our organization and network is, is built on the R word relationships. Sure. Relationships are key unless you're the only one in the world <laughs> to provide that product or service. Yeah. You have competition. And so how do you build that relationship mm -hmm. ensuring that it, you are the right fit? And I'm going to say it. Nija doesn't have to say it or Nancy doesn't have to say it. It could take two to three years. So there are very few Cinderella stories. Right. It's not occur. an ATM machine. You put your card in and money comes out, right? Exactly. <laughs> not today. <laughs> and then you talked uh, earlier about mentoring. How, how does that come into play? Well, the mentoring is an opportunity for you to be able to ensure that you have all the checkpoints that are on the decision matrix mm -hmm. of these companies. Because that's something that they're going to understand your financials, to understand 
even the HR in your company, what your delivery, what your customer service is, how you are aligning with that. And not that I think I understand all of this. Am I proficient in it? And do I have a track record demonstrating the fact that I am ready? Keep in mind, they're, you know, especially payment terms, right? Their payment terms are more than likely 60 to 90. 60 means 90. 90 means 120. <laughs> and unless you have the cash flow to manage that, right. then you're not ready at their level. You may be ready at another level in the supply chain, but not necessarily at right. that level. And that's part of the mentoring, showing up to make sure that you have now the tools and resources to be able to be competitive in the marketplace. And as you mentioned, it's it's more complex than maybe the the small person understands or the small business owner understands. They might think that this is a big pot of gold that all they have to do is show how great they are and then they get access to this. Well, I'm still looking for that pot of gold. <laughs> but so. even if they were the right fit and everything was right, if they can't handle not being paid for 60, 90 days, then it doesn't matter how good their service or product is. It's not the right fit. They're not ready yet. Well, no, they aren't. However, there are other resources that are out there that may be able, you know, we have, we, we're talking bridge. about innovation today, right? right. So you got to be innovative. You're going to have to be creative. If you have the product or service that that corporation needs or want, um, and they're willing to take that risk, how do you help mitigate that risk by on your end, right? Right, of being able to make sure you do have the funds that you need in order to be able to deliver on that product or service? Because you can't come to them later and say, you know, I need that check right now. <laughs> right. Well, and also it's not their problem; it's your problem, and that's where GWBC has resources maybe that help them mitigate that and help them uh, get the finances they need to uh, make this relationship work. Well, I always say put on sunglasses when you see that shiny object. <laughs> Good stuff. So do you want to bring Nancy on? Absolutely. You know, and I think Nancy is a perfect example of how do you build a relationship with a company like Accenture. And so Nancy, kind of walk us through, you know, one, how long have you been doing business, you know, with Accenture? And what do you see as your growth that has taken place over the years? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me be part of this wonderful panel. Um, gosh, I'm sitting across one of my favorite persons in the world, too, actually, and one of my favorite clients, and that is Accenture. And as many of you have seen us at the conferences and, and so forth and have heard me say, I owe a lot to Accenture. Um, back when I became a business partner with my then uh, partner for ASAP Solutions Group, there were two companies, really two companies that believed in us. One was Bell South slash AT&T. The other was Anderson Consulting, which was Accenture. And I had worked with them before forming the alliance. So it's been about 25 years that I have five years. Tw I, 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 you know, I still feel I'm in my twenties. <laughs> okay. So I started with, uh, you relative. know, that commercial <laughs> where, when did you know about 10 years ago? Well, you're only six years old today. Um, so yeah, so, so we both have seen each other grow. And the one thing about a center that I love, and I love this with all of our clients is, can you sit down across, take a problem and really noodle on the solution that's going to drive the innovation, solve the issues and problems that collectively as a team, you're both facing. And that continues to be our relationship with Accenture. I, I, can't, I can't say anything else. I mean, it's, it's just huge. But it's taken a long time. You don't get trust immediately by walking in the door. You know, it, it takes years to gain the trust. It takes years for, you know, them to say, you're my fixer. You fix my problems. And that I, I, I get called that. I'm the fixer. It sounds like something like, you know, the annihilator or something. <laughs> I, you know, I am like, the oh my closer. God, I mean, you know, the closer. You know, the closer, you know, the fixer. So anyway, but that's, that's really, you know, what it's about and, and so forth. And really how we fresh came about was really through Nidra and her team in London and so forth. And, you know, I believe, you know, to be in the game, you got to show up. 
Right. And so one of the conferences was actually at NMSDC in Orlando, uh, the minority conference, business conference. And we were invited to sit at her table for the gala. And she had had one of her um, mentor protégés over, and his name is Byron Dixon and owns the the formula and so forth called Microfresh. And oh, by the way, it's really cool. He's also an officer of the British Empire. So it's kind of like a James Bond kind of thing or a knighthood, <laughs> which I just love saying. So anyway, he was telling me about this product. I was like, oh, wow, that's really great. I'm glad that, you know, you cooked. Uh, hooked in with Nidra, you know, she's a rock star and she's going to be able to help you. In about a month, month or two later, Nidra does the, the email to me. Hey, got a second. I need to talk to you about something. I'm like going, Oh my God, what happened? You know, I'm getting the call, you know, and we've all been there. And she said, look, she said, I want you to think about something that has nothing to do with ASAP it has to do with, you know, the guy you met Byron. I'm like, yeah, she goes, he wants to come to North America and he needs a partner. And I can't think of anybody better than you and James, who's my COO and actually my husband too, to partner with him. And so, you know, through that advice, we started the talks and it took literally two and a half years to form the relationship because we had to make sure number one core values were right. Our vision was right. That, you know, what was he expecting? What was the entry point into this marketplace? Because my other company is is professional services and staffing on that technology, uh, accounting, finance, and so forth, both staffing, uh, solutions-based, um, payrolling, uh, employer record, SOW, statement of work, and managed services. Okay, now I got this product that I'm pitching. Right. That, oh, wow, it gets deployed and, and totally different, but kind of same audience. And so it's been a very interesting journey and learning and, and what we're doing. We're now getting the traction. And it's been a couple of years of, of saying the same thing over and over and over. And I do want to say just because you know somebody, it doesn't mean you get into the door. I mean, one of the meetings that, um, I was so excited about with Byron is it's a company that, um, is in healthcare and literally we know their executives. We know their officers. We know the people and it's taken over two years to get this meeting. And, and so, you know, you just got to keep plugging, you know, at it. Now, Nidra, what was the, um, what made you think of Nancy? Like, because she wasn't in this industry at all. There was nothing in her background that said, hey, this is, she can do this. Like, she, I mean, she was doing something totally unrelated, but you connected dots. I think, and it was a, it was a no-brainer. And I say so that. No, so it was obvious to you. <laughs> it, it was obvious But it to wasn't me. obvious to her. She met the guy. And, <laughs> and it was obvious to me because you look for those partners that can take an idea that might not be in their wheelhouse, but that they are willing to work and find an innovative solution on that. Right. And Nancy had proven even in with um, ASAP Solutions, because we've thrown many things at them, what's come in the, the business, what's come from our clients to say, figure this out. And she goes, you know what? I'm going to figure this out. Mm-hmm. I don't know what goes behind the scenes. Right. <laughs> I'm sure there's some, some things I don't want to know. But what she did was she said, okay, she was very honest to say, if I can't do it, but the fact that she was open and willing to do it was the reason that I went to her because I'm like, I think what he was doing is amazing. And I think this could be on the brink of something else. So who's willing or crazy enough <laughs> to, to take this solution and find a, a salute, take a problem and find a solution as she said. Two years later, there was not a time frame put on this. Right. We didn't know what it was going to be. And that's what large organizations look for. We look for someone who's not wanting the easy, the easy way, the easy path. Um, I've been with Accenture 18 years and there's no such thing as an easy path. Um, and so what ASAP Solutions and was able to do was to take this. She took it a step further. She not only met with them, made sure, as she said, everything checked down with the core values, 
but she created a name and came up with it. So that's innovation. And I think what's so important today with the GWBC, with the corporation and with the woman owned business, we all have to pivot. And you have to pivot using that innovation. And and that's exactly what we fresh did. So what do I want to do? I want to learn more about all these things she's been doing so I can bring this into my supply chain. Right. But the innovation part was I mean, you were the genesis of the innovation because you you didn't see what was, you saw what could be. And that that is where innovation lives, you know, in that space of what could be. And uh, and I think that's the lesson for a lot of the business owners is that you can't just because it looks like something, it may be more than that if you kind of open your mind to that. And there's some things that GWBC with the corporates and with your mentorship and all the programs that help that business owner kind of expand their vision and think larger than maybe that they are thinking that there are a lot of opportunity and possibilities out there. And, you know, and that's the beauty of networking. You know, I was just at an event um, two days ago in Charlotte with a group of women businesses and literally talking about that. I had a woman on business with one product and she literally I was on the phone on the way up to Charlotte with her for over an hour. us thinking about different ways of how she could promote this new product. One, I told her she needed to get an intellectual property attorney because right. the idea she had, although one. she was sharing with me, was a very good one. Right. And I'm like, I'm glad you're trusting of me that I'm not going to this attorney about this. But once she was in that room, she was also able to meet with other women businesses who gave her ideas without her sharing the trade secret on the product of how they could help her. And you're absolutely right. That's the reason that organizations like Accenture and other corporate members who get it and understand the value that our women businesses and diverse suppliers bring to the table, because they do. They're, you know, Accenture has this competitive agility that they talk about. And how is that impacted by diverse suppliers? And do diverse suppliers even understand it? And how important that is as a very key component of them making a difference within those different type of organizations. So I think what you're talking about is really key. Um, and what we're talking about today, hopefully, is generating some thought starters for others to say, how can I creatively make an impact on what's happening for the future? Now, Nancy, with WeFresh, <clears throat> how has Accenture helped kind of now that you're in this business? Have they helped in any way to help, you know, kind of get it off the ground and launch? Yeah. You know, Accenture is a wonderful thought leadership partner, meaning that we collaborate a great deal about, you know, their clients, the issues that their clients are facing that they're trying to solve. And really, when you look at, you know, a client, you want to be everything to that client. I always say you want to own the relationship, not just in the world that you're helping assist them in, but you want to be looked at as a trusted advisor mm -hmm. and trusted partner. So in positioning our company, both on the ASAP side as well as the WeFresh side with their client teams, their managing directors, their um operating group CEOs who we know very, very well that we've known them for, you know, 20 plus years because we all started from nothing and now they're running the company and, uh, and basically having them say, Hey, you know, you're a consumer products company and you've got this. We've got a partner that has a side business that is really innovative. Because we fresh really one of the biggest advantages to it is prohibiting bacterial growth while promoting freshness. And this makes it very unique. And, um, and when you, and can be deployed pretty much into everything. And so it's a, it's a differentiator that's going to drive revenue. And therefore, when we're driving revenue, guess what they need? They need consulting. They need technology services. They need a lot of different you know, um, expertises as their client, as that client's revenue grows, 
that they can end up assisting them with. Mm-hmm. So it's creating kind of these win-win situations Absolutely. at every turn. Absolutely. And then kind of looking at the relationships through the lens of generosity of, hey, we need help. Everybody's going to, we can work together rather than, hey, the, I'm thinking like uh, it's scarcity where I can't share anything. Yeah, I, I don't think you ever look at relationships as in, you know, I, I want to keep the pie myself. I believe that you look at it as an I want the multi-tier wedding cake and I'm okay being <laughs> on a flower on that wedding cake because it has a lot of substance to it. I know, but that's a mental shift. Not all business people believe that, right? Well, <laughs> I would say something about the elephant and the ant, but I'm not going to go there. <laughs> So now tell us about WeFresh, where you're at right now in the uh, kind of the the growth of the company. Yeah, you know, it's amazing. Um, I couldn't ask for a better business partner over in the UK with Byron. I mean, he's just spectacular. You know, it, it and, and we're doing some innovative um, things. One thing is I just got off of a call um, with another um, company. And basically, they have micro capsules in which they infuse fragrances in these micro capsules and within the product of we fresh right so you combine we fresh with this this ingredient not only is the article if you look at textiles like clothing and sheets and pillows and mattresses okay and shoes okay um when they put it on it immediately rele- releases a scent, a fragrance to it. So combining the two, I don't believe it exists today. And this was just thrown at us yesterday, but I'm already thinking, wow, how nice would that be to, you know, put on a garment or crawl into your sheet. And as soon as you hit the sheet, maybe you have a smell of lavender or as a kid putting on their shoes. Their favorite fragrance is strawberry. Guess what? They have a strawberry scent and and they feel happy, you know, because scents make us feel happy. And knowing that I'm wearing a product that, oh my gosh, isn't going to smell because it prohibits the growth of bacteria, we're going to be happy people as we're walking down that street or as we're climbing into that bed at night. So now, is the challenge just getting out there and letting these companies know this exists? Are you at kind of an education stage right now? It's It's been an interesting journey, and, and I really think it's going to be a grassroots-type program. In talking to corporations that we all buy the products from or services, you know, from hotels to retail centers to athletic wear to cars to airplanes, right, to cruise lines, You know, they're like, oh, it's a very interesting product, but it's going to add cost to me. But the public isn't demanding that they want a fresher world. Right. Right. So when you think about it, and it kind of gets kind of gross, but when you think about our phones, there was just a whole series that it's 800 times uh, dirtier than a toilet. I want you to think about that. 800 times dirtier. Now, if this was deployed into your smartphones or to your accessories and everything, you wouldn't have to worry about who touches that phone, right? And you wouldn't have to worry about what bacteria is there. Think about when you go to a hotel, you put your head on that pillow. Have you ever really thought who's had that their head on the pillow? Yeah, uh, all the time. All the yeah. time, right? <laughs> so you start thinking. I tell you what it's done for me is it makes me start thinking and realizing, you know, I used to think it was crazy when I saw people bringing their own pillows, <laughs> right? Now I get it, you know? So um, so that's that's what, you know, we're seeing. And we're very close. Um, it, it, first of all, Microfresh is a multi-million dollar company outside of the U.S. They're very well known. And in fact, like in shoes, when they do the back to school program, every single parent looks for that label because they want their kids to have this, these shoes. So it's big. So we're very close on signing um, an international airline deal, a luxury car brand, very, very high end luxury um, shoe inserts, too. So, you know, we're slowly getting it. Um, out there and so forth, um, in several bids, what I call RFPs right now. 
um, in which we're collaborating, which is kind of really cool with another diverse company. Right. So we met him at a, at a, a, uh, a minority conference and started talking to him and we're like, Hmm, could you make this? Could you make that? We think we could. Well, why don't we see if you can? Let's do a prototype. And this is what we need. Go and do it and send it to us. So we just signed the NDA yesterday. We're going to bid with them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's all about connections. It's all about splitting the pie. Right. I could have said, no, I want to be the one that manufactures this, right, and private label it, correct? Or I could partner and in, in have a size and ability. You know, your team, your team should be made up of experts and all the areas that you're trying to drive as a business, bottom line. And there are people that can do that better than me. And why would I want to partner with them? I'm okay sharing. I mean, you know what? A little bit of something is better than a whole lot of nothing, as we say. And green is green, people. I'm just going to tell you, green is green. So I think that makes you understand why it was a no-brainer for right. me to, to think about um, immediately contacting Nancy. It's because that's her thought process is that I'm not going, this is not, you know, where my wheelhouse, but I'm willing to share for the bigger pie, right? right? And and I think that is what has made ASAP Solutions and WeFresh stand out from a lot of the other women-owned businesses. Now, do you, so they're in the minority in the thinking of that thought process. Do you find that if more companies thought like she did, then there would be more successful companies? Um, yes, there's only one Nancy Williams. <laughs> <laughs> but just um, the mindset. But of- I do think that mindset, um, I, I think a key thing, a couple of things that Nancy said were key is that this is a grassroots. So she recognized that she has something that's innovative, but that she's got to take the right time, the right approach to get to the right clients. Mm-hmm. She didn't just want to say, okay, here it is. Now go out and let's do it. So I think if more you know, businesses, diverse businesses took that approach to not only see here's an opportunity to be innovative, but then let me really think about what's the right way of putting this product out there so that it's a product that she trusts. She has her name behind this product. She wants to make sure that it's the right place and the right product. If more businesses took that thought process and then just instead of getting a contract, Right. Then there would be more success stories as we first. So being more selective, where then at first people think they have to just take anything just to get going, maybe be more selective so that it is a, the right match. So like you said, you were gonna you're targeting some of these higher end services and products mm-hmm. and companies. So you get one of those on board, the rest of them are gonna if they're on board, then it's going to be kind yeah, of easier. And she knew to get she can deliver. Right. And that's the other thing is she's going to go after a very high luxury brand. She better deliver. And, and that's where the, you know, the double decade that we've been working with ASAP Solutions and WeFresh is the fact that we understand that she's not only talking what she can do, she's delivering what right. she says. So now, um, Roz, when you're working with uh, the, now you're seeing the whole kind of the 360 of the the work that you do right here in this room. Now, um, how do you decide which corporates to invite to the party and which uh, small businesses like get access? How are like, what's your process? Well, a lot of it, what we do is just create the environment, Mm -hmm. right? The opportunity, whether it's through one of our networking events, one of our expos, even, you know, education program of bringing the corporations. First of all, the corporations have to have within their DNA their willingness to support diverse suppliers. Because and, and, not all, just, and not just talk about and it. And not just actually, lip service. Right. Literally walk the talk, you know, like a center, you mm-hmm. know. And I will say the corporations that are members of GWBC do or of WeBank you know, or NMSDC, it's important that they walk the talk. Now, you got to have the representatives who are the liaisons that meet with these suppliers. So the also, leaders in the organization have leaders, to be the right exactly. fit, Exactly. And understanding that this is a business imperative. 
It's about economic impact, Mm -hmm. you know, because when you think about it, these are the suppliers that support the communities that support and buy your product. Right. And every big company started as a small company. Every (laughs) All of them started as a small company. Right. You know, so you want to make sure that they are to the table. There's enough corporations right now. There's over 350 uh, major corporations, Fortune 50, Fortune 100 that are members of WeBank. There are a lot of corporations within our region. Of course, we will gladly add more as long as they're coming with the right intent. And Mm -hmm. that is how do we support? And that support can be first by educating our diverse suppliers because the companies procure differently. Right. And the the homework that you have to do for each one is different. It's not the the same homework. (laughs) Right. And you got to make sure that they buy your widget. (laughs) Right. right? That they, you know, you know, don't go after them when they don't buy your widget. And so that is one of the areas. We also now, uh, as we're repurposing our mission, uh, that is to develop more scalable women businesses. That's really our goal. We're celebrating 20 years next year. So one of the things we want to make sure of is that we are relevant and sustainable. And how do we make sure that we create the resources for those women businesses to be scalable? And that's not everyone. Right. You know, so it is literally a targeted group. Believe it or not, right now with our women businesses, over half of them are over a million dollars of our thousand um, certified women businesses in our region today, which is interesting. It's as opposed to be less than a million dollars. So those are the, the WBEs that corporations are looking for and willing to invest. Nidra invests a lot of time and Representatives like her who understand strategic sourcing, who understand business development, also invest a lot of time in bringing those suppliers to the table. So if you are not ready to play in the major leagues, then work on getting ready to play in the major leagues. And from a business planning standpoint, look at how you can grow within the supply chain in order to be able to do that, not just going after these majors. Because at the end of the day, you are also a consumer of which the quality of product or service that is being provided to you, you want to make sure it is exactly meeting your expectations. Right. And then everybody has to protect the brand. Accenture has to protect the brand, right? It, it, it's, it, they can't afford to make a misstep. That's why it's hard to work with them in terms of you have to go through a lot of hoops and be vetted multiple times by multiple people to make sure that you are who you say you are. And, you know, small businesses and women businesses, minority businesses, they need to clearly understand they need to protect their brand. So how you develop those core values, Mm -hmm. those tools and resources in order to protect your brand, making sure that when you're even aligning with a large organization, Nancy, you know, it's a two-way street. Right. You know, it's not about just a center. And it's not charity. It's at all. This is not a charity. This is There's an ROI involved, and it's got to work for everybody. Well, and mentoring, you know, partner with someone. There's enough opportunity to partner that will help you grow mm-hmm. and that expands your network, that expands your ability to learn without having too much of a negative impact. Right. Because if you do not do a good job, it doesn't take but a nanosecond for that reputation to spread. That's right. And people talk. And it's very difficult. (laughs) (laughs) Very difficult to recuperate from that. Yeah, it's hard to recover from a bad first impression. So now, Nancy, any lessons for the business people out there that are um, maybe at the beginning of their journey that it's, you know, this is a dream that to be have partners like you have and have opportunities like have come your way. What advice would you give this the small woman owned business that's out there that's just starting out? Yeah, you know, and I, I always tell everyone, every, every client that we deal with, we always have something very much in common. We started from zero. Every single company started from zero. And don't ever forget that. And don't ever forget to be humble about that and be, you know, thankful, um, 
to the above, you know, to the Lord above. Um, when I look at, you know, what's the biggest thing I, you know, when people always tease me, say, you know, you're always selling, you're always on. And, you know, I guess I am always on because I'm very, very passionate about what we do and, and what we're representing in our clients. I believe that it's my job with a client truly to help them achieve business because if they achieve business, they're, you know, they're going right. to feel loyal to me. So, you know, if you're starting from zero, you're just starting a company. First of all, you got to get in the game. You got to get involved with, um, GWBC and WeBank. You know, when WeBank was, um, formed back in the late nineties, um, I was really, you know, things come your way. And Bell South at the time said to me, Hey, you know, you, we need you to get certified. Oh, okay. I'm, Did you even tell. know about that? No, I, and I learned it. I will tell you, I learned it about 1995 when Bell South, we were one of eight, um, preferred partners. It was us. It was Anderson Consulting. It was, um, Bearing Point, um, IBM and then like four other, you know, smaller companies. And they said, we need to have a conversation with you. And over lunch, he said, we need you to go and help us find minority businesses and women businesses. I looked at him and said, huh? And they said, we don't think we can talk to anybody else. And can you help us do it? And the company I was with at the time, I had just won this major deal and with Bell South, and they didn't want to support it. I'm like, are you crazy? <laughs> this thing's over a hundred million. How could you not want to support this? So you know what? Again, I thought, how can I skin this cat? So I called my competitors, and I said, look, he I'm gave forming. Him a gift. <laughs> I said, I'm forming an alliance. I'm only going to choose three, and I want to make sure we can have fun. That you will love my clients as much as I love them. And, you know, we're going to have a fair playing field. And, you know, and because of one of them, I was able to go to London and recruit people to put on projects, actually, that Accenture ended up doing. And, you know, so Bell South said, hey, you know, get it, get certified, which I did. We were already doing business. And then they said, hey, we want you to go represent us on the National Women's Leadership Forum. Well, I showed up, I was like, oh, oh my God, this is so powerful. And through that, I became, through several years, a board member, part of the executive team, and uh, the chair of the National Women's Leadership Forum for WeBank. And people always go, well, how'd you do? I said, because I got involved, I got passionate. And you said yes. And I said, <laughs> and, say I yes said yes. that, that and I said <laughs> yes. And I said yes. And, you know, and, and the first thing I... I will always tell people is I'm not really sure how we can get this completed, but let me take a look at it. If we can't, I won't, I won't take you down this road because number one, you're dealing with people's careers. Mm -hmm. You're dealing with their own internal brand, right? So you don't want to sit there and risk someone's careers. I, I mean, one of the executives at Bellsoft one time said to me, you know, you could have sold us probably three, $400 million of stuff. Why didn't you? I said, because I didn't want to fail. And I didn't ever want to jeopardize your trust because you trusted me. And I also want to make sure I wake up every day and be okay and put my head down knowing I did a great job and, and my team has those, you know, leads with integrity and, and just wants the best for our, our clients and all of our professionals across the U.S. and, and world. Yeah, that's a great lesson um, to kind of look at the relationship more like a true relationship and not a transaction. This isn't Absolutely. something that I'm um, going to provide a service and that, you know, if I hope it works, well, you know, you're you're really watching their back and you're trying to protect them from themselves in some ways that they don't exactly. know where the problems are. You're the expert. So they're exactly. trusting you that you know where the landmines are and you're going to keep them out of trouble. Well, and saying no doesn't mean that they're not going to give you business. It means it gives them pause. Well, why would you tell me no? Well, this is what I'm worried about. Well, maybe if we did this, would you feel more comfortable? I can't tell you how many times I've had someone say that to me. 
And to say, hey, you know, when you're starting out, you know, quite honestly, you're funding it by however ways you can. And then when you get to a size, you go after lines of credit, right? And everything. And that's, that's a whole, you know, that's we'll a do different on study that. on that. <laughs> that's, right? that's, that's a totally another episode. Different. <laughs> but, but, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't mean if you, if, if you've got a relationship and the client says, are you sure you can do this? And you say, yes. And they keep asking you and you continue mm-hmm. to say yes. And then guess what? They give it to you and then, uh oh, I can't mm-hmm. do it. You know, they're like, why do you tell me that? You know, and then it hurts all of us. It hurts all of us when we don't lead with trust. We don't lead with integrity. We don't lead with honesty. Okay. And, and it's one of those that it's like we talked about partnering, you know, hmm, maybe you could partner. Right. And do it together. Own the voice together. Own the client relationship together. And, and stop being, you know, I, I'm from the South, you know, hogs, you know, get slaughtered, pigs get killed. Right. <laughs> so don't be a hog, be a pig. Right. At the end of the day. And I mean, people look at me weird when I, I say that, but, but what it means is don't think that, you know, again, would you rather have, you know, the pie or would you rather have the multi-tiered wedding cake that has a huge ability to provide you more opportunity? Well, Roz, you said earlier, trust is really at the heart of all of this and at innovation in order to um, be able to think in those terms and think innovatively in terms of helping others and really serving them in multiple levels and helping them so everybody gets what they need. Um, that's really at the heart of this. It is. And, you know, that's one of the things Centra, uh, Centra does very well, uh, especially um, in the program. You know, bar none, they have one of the best mentoring programs, and we touched on it a little bit, but I really want Nidra to kind of expand on that a little bit more about how innovative they are with that. You got to think of their clients, right? So they are literally trying to prepare these suppliers as well to be ready to support whatever initiatives there are, you know, and yes, Nancy is somewhat an anomaly, right? So yes, of how she operates, but anomaly, but, it, but that's a role model. That's how, but I mean, we I all... was going to say, exactly. She is the role model for people to emulate and understand mm-hmm. that if she can do it, so can you, but those are the behaviors and the mindset you have to have in order to kind of play Absolutely. at this level. Well, you're going to have to deliver on what you say, right? <laughs> So now, Nidra, you want to talk about the mentoring and and how that's kind of part of the DNA of the organization, right? Absolutely. Um, And and Nancy's a graduate of our very first class. Um, So what we call our DSDP, so our Diverse Supplier Development Program, which we're running in five geographies now, and U.S. being the most mature. So this 18-month program partners diverse suppliers with two Accenture executives. And in this program, we give you um, symposiums that help you grow your business. So an example of that could be how to hire and retain the top talent, how to gain capital, how to do sales effectiveness. And each year, depending on the business, the agenda is going to change. So as you can imagine, five years ago, no one was talking about cybersecurity sure. or social media and how to use that. So we're now really telling you on how you can do this and make your business grow. What we've been able to do, as, as Ross say, to be innovative is Accenture invested in innovation hubs around the globe. And we have a fantastic one here in Atlanta, um, in my hometown here, loving it. And um, what we've done is we've taken these diverse suppliers to our innovation hubs around the U.S., around the world, for them to see how they can leverage innovation and technology into their companies. So everyone's talking about blockchain. Everyone's talking mm-hmm. about AI. Everyone's talking about robotics. What does that mean? How do you leverage that? And I think that's the challenge that we find with small businesses. How do you leverage that to help your business grow? 
How do you leverage that to help your clients? So that's what our mentoring program does is to take you and to, to partner around to look at your business plan. Look at your mobility app. Is it resonating with your client base? Can we find out what refresh, refresh is about on that website? This program really is to help you grow your business, but we also bring our clients in. So we bring our clients in for them to not only see how we're helping businesses grow, but to give them an insight to some of these diverse suppliers that we're having as well. So what I might not be able to do work with you at that time, because being in our program, you're not guaranteed to do work with Accenture. However, I'm going to bring some clients in to where you might be able to do work with them. Now, for you, what's the most rewarding part of the job? Oh, so much. I get to see um, innovative solutions that start at a business table at a dinner now take, for, you know, now take off to see what a supplier can do and watch them hire a high school, you know, senior or to watch them train an intern in their business and give back to the community. I get to do that around the world. Um, that is so amazing to see a small business have an idea and to be able to help them grow that idea, then to be able to take that idea, incorporate it into our supply chain, and then take that um, into our supply chain and give it to our clients. I don't know if there's any better job around there. And I get paid to do this. <laughs> and, and the impact you're having not only to all the people that are benefiting from it, but drilling down to the family that it's impacting and the communities that are impacting around the world because of that is, I mean, that's amazing. Absolutely. Small, medium, diverse businesses are a necessity to have the economic impact of growth that we want to do. And, and I just ask everyone to, for those small businesses that have the idea and you want to work with a large corporation, I mean, I call it persistent patience. And, and I think that's exactly what Nancy had is, as she said, it's taken years to develop this. And, um, and I always say leverage the organizations as a GWBC and a WeBank and an MSDC that can really help you chart that path in working with large corporations. And it's like you said, do the homework and see how all of the people connect and see what that spider web looks like and where you can kind of jump on board. And so you can get access to the people you need to, to grow. It, it is. And I think one other important thing is for those companies that's been in business, those small businesses that's been there for 10 and 15 years, what worked five years ago may not, be, may not work exactly. now. And this is where, again, I think Nancy has really set the bar high. She pivoted. She's <laughs> like, okay, I've done well here, but I might need to pivot my business if I'm right. going to continue my partnership with some of my clients. Accenture does it. Other corporations right. do it. So small businesses have to do that as well. Good stuff. Well, Roz, are there any events happening at GWBC that we should know about? Anything upcoming? Well, what we want you to do is stay tuned for our 2020 calendar mm -hmm. that's coming up. Um, we also changed our URL. So we are now GWBC.org. Mm -hmm. And we encourage you to visit our website and look at what's on the horizon of events. We're kind of retooling how we engage our women businesses and corporate members and actually expanding that. So you're going to see some increased opportunities in order to match your product or service with that of that corporate member. And I want to say one more. We've been talking about corporate, you know, buying. Also think about supporting each other. Mm -hmm. support diverse suppliers need to support each other you need to walk the talk right. as well and that is another opportunity to start building relationship who could become a partner or a supplier or customer you know of your business so you really want to do that but one thing i want to say um you know i really appreciate nancy and nidra sharing this information today especially this was the gift 
That's of right. innovation, of giving. And one of the things, and this is on the Accenture website, I encourage you to go there because of the information that they have. But I do want to share this because this is where the future is for 2020. The focus of design and transitioning is going to be from me to we. That's W-E. Design will shift to cast its net beyond the end user alone Pivoting from user-centered design to design for all life. But most importantly, those brands with a long-term forward-looking view that care for the planet and people and the causes that matter to them will emerge as winners. And those are my parting thoughts. <laughs> that is good stuff, Roz. Good stuff. And happy holidays. All right. All right. Before we wrap, I want to make sure, Nancy, if people, uh, the websites for your firms, if people want to get a hold of you. Yeah, it's uh, for WeFresh, it's www.mywefresh.com. And ASAP is www.myasap.com. And Nidra? Um, mine is Accenture.com, A-C-C-E-N-T-U-R-E.com. And if you go on, you can search on supplier inclusion, and that will tell you all about what we're doing with our diverse businesses and how you can learn more about our mentoring program. And Rouse, one more time for the new URL. Yes. And please visit our website at gwbc.org. And then if you go there, you can see all of the past episodes of this show there at the top on the little radio tower that you guys got there. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you all for sharing your story today. And thank you, Roz, for putting this great uh, conversation for growing your business uh, in the books once again. Thank you, Lee and Stone. All right. Happy this, holidays. This is Lee Cantor for Roz Lewis. We will see you all next time on GWBC Radio. 